How can I help? Yes, sir. Welcome uh, to those of you who are listening to our program. Uh, if you're not listening to Ken's, this is Adherent Apologetics. We talk with leading thinkers about all aspects of Christianity. Today, I'm going to be talking with Kent about the question of should Christians be young earth creationists? So we're going to talk a little bit about his views, why he believes what he believes, and answering some questions that may be rose, risen up against from either Christians or non-Christians about his views. So you ready to get it going, Mr. Hoven? I am ready. Awesome. So just to start off, could you just talk a little bit about what got you into this whole studying creation thing? Well, when I was 16 years old, uh, someone asked me if I was going to heaven. I was kind of taken by surprise. I said, well, I've been baptized and catechized and pasteurized and homogenized and circumcised. And what else is there? And they explained how that I was a sinner and we deserve to go to hell for one sin. But Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. And we have to personally receive that as a gift of life. And so at age 16, I prayed and said, Lord, I'm a sinner. Would you please forgive me? Would you please come live in my heart and save me? And it's kind of like planting a seed. You know, the seed knows how to make the tree, not the dirt. Uh, seed, or dirt's 100% stupid. But the seed can't do its job if the dirt won't let it in. So that's sort of an analogy about getting born again. You just open up and let Jesus come in. And he began growing inside. And I was a brand new Christian. I started going to a little Baptist church in Pekin, Illinois, and started reading the Bible. And the, my pastor got me a Schofield reference Bible. And it taught in the middle, uh, the first two verses of the Bible, it taught that there's a gap between the first two verses. And so I was a brand new Christian and a teenager. I didn't know. So I just, I believed it. It's not true, but that's what I believed for quite a while. But then as I began to read the Bible more and more, I began to find more conflicts with what the Bible said and what the teaching in school was about the earth being millions of years old. Jesus said nothing died until Adam sinned. That's in Matthew 19, 4 and Mark 10, 6. Well, I said, no, wait a minute. If nothing died till Adam sinned, then why are we telling the kids dinosaurs lived millions of years ago? That's simple baloney, according to the Bible anyway. So. It, it took me a while to slowly transition into saying, wow, this earth is not billions of years old and dinosaurs lived with man. And we have dinosaur adventure land in Lenox, Alabama. I got my name tag on right here. You can see for yourself. Okay. <laughs> well, it sounds like a place I'd love to see if I ever find my way down to Alabama. But could you just, so we're going to talk about uh, this idea of like a young earth creation or a creationism. I don't know specifically what you'd hold to as you, what you'd call your view. So could you just talk a little bit about what you would call your view and the basics of what it is? Well, first I would say young earth would be a bad name for it because the Bible teaches the earth is 6,000 years old. 6,000 is a long time. I mean, it's hard to think about, you know, Abe Lincoln 100 years ago or Columbus trying to find this place 500 years ago. A thousand years ago, the Vikings are running around trying to kill everybody. So it's 6,000 is a really long time. But I don't know why they call it young earth, but they do. But yes, if that's if that's what you mean, I do believe the Bible is literally true and the earth is about 6,000 years old. There's overwhelming scientific evidence to point to that fact, as well as certainly that's what the Bible teaches. Uh, so yes, I would say I believe, I believe the Bible and all the science points to the earth not being billions of years old. And we can talk about some of those if you'd like. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a perfect transition because those were some of my next couple questions here. So, so let's just start off with from a scientific perspective. What is some of the evidence that you look to that leads you to believe in this idea that the Earth is about <clears throat> 6,000 years old? All right. Well, if I told you this ink pen right here was uh, 10,000 years old, 
you could say, now, hold on, Hovind, that's the, they didn't invent plastics until, you know, let's say World War II. So it's got to be less than 70 years old. Okay. And the ballpoint pen, the ballpoint style wasn't invented till you know, whenever that was invented. You could, by a series of simple process of elimination, prove that my 10,000-year date is wrong. Now, I still don't know when it was made, but it's way less than 10,000. You could point out that plastics will gradually, you know, oxidize or you know, deteriorate over 10 or 20 years. And I think with a simple scientific test or several tests, you could prove this is not 10,000 years old. So when somebody says the earth is billions of years old, I say, excuse me, guys, the earth is spinning. We're turning around once a day, 1,037 miles an hour at the equator. They say, yeah, that's right. Well, the earth is slowing down. Yeah. We know the earth is slowing down from at least three forces. One is the external tidal force, the tide going up and down, smashing into the continents, the, con the, the beaches. There's a tidal breaking action slowing the earth. Also, there's because the earth is turning, the wind currents are created. It's called the Coriolis effect. So the wind blowing on the surface of the earth is, has a breaking effect a little bit. And then you have the crust of the earth. And under that is the liquid part, the magma or the mantle. And it is creating a drag. So at least those three, plus there's what they call lunar drag, the gravity of the moon, kind of ties in with the tide. But there are known physical features that tell us the earth is slowing down. Plus, we have observation. I mean, they can measure it. The earth is slowing down about a thousandth of a second every day. So what was that? About a second uh, uh, every three years. A thousandth of a second every day, the earth slows down. They even accommodate for that in our, in our timing system to, to make sure midnight comes exactly at midnight. They have a leap second. Just Google leap second, L-E-A-P-S-E-C-O-N-D. There's a leap second about every year and a half to set the clocks back right because the earth is slowing down. I say, okay, now hold it. If the earth is slowing down, and it is, how can you tell me it's billions of years old? How fast would it have been spinning billions of years ago? That's just simply not logical to say it's billions of years old. You can't be like I can't. It's not logical for me to tell you this deteriorating ink pen is, is 10,000 years old. That's not common sense. And it's not common sense to say this spinning ball we're on is billions of years old. It can't be. And one more. You look at the fact that the sun is burning. OK, the sun is burning about five million tons of fuel every second. Okay, so if we went back in time, the sun would be 5 million tons heavier one second ago. How many seconds can you go back in time adding 5 billion tons a second before it starts to upset the gravitational balance between the Earth and the sun? See, the Earth is circling around the sun. It's kind of a fine uh, balance between the centrifugal force throwing it out and the uh, gravity pulling it in like the string holding it. So... If the, if the sun is losing mass, and it is, that's quite obvious, it cannot be billions of years old. The Earth would have been sucked in if it was this close. Uh, it cannot be in this near-perfect orbit for billions of years. It's just not true. That and the moon is getting further away and the, the population of the Earth. Is, I cover about uh, 30 or 40 different scientific indicators. The Earth is not billions of years old. That's all in my video number one called The Age of the Earth. That's on our creation seminar series. It's 50 bucks for the whole 18-hour series on drdino.com, D-R-D-I-N-O. Awesome. So good transition here. I want to talk to you some about some of the biblical reasons that you believe the Earth is young. So kind of the same sense, if you could just give me a few minutes on 
from a biblical sense, why you believe that it points to that, that the biblical text pointed to the idea that the earth is about 6,000 years old. Okay, in the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, God wrote on a rock with his finger the Ten Commandments and handed the rock to Moses. And one of them in Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, he said, I want you to honor the Sabbath day because in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is. Well, hold it. Heaven, earth, sea, and everything in them. I can't think of anything that does not include that would include the stars, that would include the dinosaurs, that would include everything was made during those six days. Well, you read Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, it's obvious the six days of creation is when he made everything. The animals, the plants, Adam, Eve, everything. Stars, and in those six days. So certainly the Ten Commandments would have to be violated to say the earth is billions of years old. Scripturally, if someone says the earth is billions of years old, which they're welcome to do, they're calling God a liar, at least as far as the Ten Commandments. Then you read uh, Romans chapter 5 and 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and you see very clearly that the Bible teaches man brought death and suffering into the world. God made a perfect world, man wrecked it. That's what the Bible teaches. If you look at evolution theory, or religion actually, the earth was is slowly getting bigger and better, and death came as a result of De death is the hero of the plot for evolution, because if one animal or plant evolves a little better than the rest, well, the rest of them have to die to make this work, or else the new improved species gets blended back into the population. So evolution is a religion of death. The Bible clearly teaches that man brought death into the world, ruined God's perfect creation, and the Bible says Adam was the uh, first man. He was the first man, Genesis chapter 5. And Eve was the mother of all living, Genesis chapter 2. So that you add up the dates in the Bible. It says in Genesis 5 that Adam was 130 when Seth was born, and Seth was 105 when Enos was born. You read through Genesis 5 and add them up yourself. The Bible teaches the earth was created about 6,000 years ago. That's the clear teaching of the Scripture. Now, somebody may not want to believe that. That's, that's okay if what they believe, but that is what the book teaches. Nothing died until Adam sinned, and Adam was the first man, and the world was perfect, and everything was made in six days, everything. So that's dozens of verses. That's also my video number one, uh, the age of the earth. I go through the scientific indicators of a young earth. 6,000 years isn't young, but and then I go through the scripture. It's very could not be more clear. That was the beginning when God made Adam and Eve. Okay, go ahead. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, first segment here is we kind of frame the idea of uh, creation, the idea of the earth is 6,000 years old. You give some of your reasons you believe that. And now I want to transition here and talk about some questions relating to Christians in general believe in this idea that the earth is uh, about 6,000 years old. So the first question I have for you is, do you believe that to be biblically faithful, a Christian uh, needs to believe that the earth is about 6,000 years old? For example, could you think a Christian can believe that um, the Bible is inerrant, it's inspired by God, and at the same time hold to some sort of like what you call an old earth model where you'd have those billions of years. Oh, certainly. Many people are genuinely saved. They're born again. They're God's children, and they believe wrong things. You can believe all sorts of crazy things and still be one of God's kids. <laughs> he's, not, he's not willing that any should perish. I believed in the gap theory for a long time. There's others who believe that each day of creation is a long period of time. It's called the day-age theory. 
So each day represents, you know, millions of years. I say, guys, read the story in Genesis 1. God made the trees and plants on day three. He made the sun on day four. If those days are millions of years, that's going to be pretty hard on them plants waiting for the sun to come up. And he made the insects and birds on day five, and they pollinate the plants. I think you got a real problem if you're going to try to teach those days or millions of years. It's just so common sense to say, they're just like it says, it was the first day, the second day, the third day. Then you got Jesus claiming the creation of Adam was the beginning. Matthew 19, 4, Mark 10, 6, it was the beginning of the creation. That was what he said. So that that's what works. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of obviously uh, Christians who hold to what you call an old earth perspective. They would talk about some of these things that are described in these Genesis 1 creations account as sort of like poetic language or metaphorical or some sense of the other uh, imagination. For example, like in Genesis uh, when 4, when uh, Cain kills his brother Abel, uh, God talks about Abel's blood crying out from the ground. So I'm curious why you believe we should literally interpret these events in Genesis 1 and 2 when there's other passages passages in the Bible where we don't interpret literally? Because I'm guessing you would believe that his, his blood didn't literally uh, cry out from the ground, for example, in this passage in Genesis 4. Well, certainly, especially in the Hebrew language, there are quite a few similes and metaphors and uh, uh, stories and uh, figurative language. We do that in every language. I'd say I'm hungry as a horse. Well, come on. Technically... I'm not hungry as a horse. You know, we have all kinds of metaphors in English too, and they're just automatically understood in the context of speaking. But uh, as far as it being poetic language in Genesis, then you got the problem because in Exodus 20, 11, uh, God wrote it on a rock with his finger and said, in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is. Same thing in Exodus 31, 17. So, and you got Jesus saying the creation of Adam was the beginning. And you got the Bible saying nothing died till Adam sinned. I think you'd have to change a whole lot of verses if Genesis is poetic. It might as well throw the Bible away. Okay. Um, so another question here. Why do you believe that most uh, Christian apologists would hold this, or at least see an old earth model as possible? And I know a lot more recently are coming out is starting to hold that they believe in an old earth model. For example, uh, Greg Kukul, I think just recently came out and was pretty like, not just saying it was possible, but he's saying he's pretty diff definitive on the belief of an old earth view. So why do you think that the majority of the mainstream Christian apologists uh, that you see, you know, that are like headlining these big events and things like that, like uh, the late Robbie Zacharias or Jay Warner Wallace or Frank Turk, all these people would either believe the earth is old or at least, hold that as heavier over a young earth model um, if this idea that the earth is 6,000 years old is true. Well, the only reason anybody would believe that is because they haven't seen my videotape. That will, that'll fix it. <laughs> Tell them to watch seminar part one. We'll get them all straightened out. Uh, Ravi Zacharias was a genius, brilliant man, did amazing work for the Lord. Now he was wrong about the age of the earth. He did believe the earth is billions of years old. There are many people who are, you know, doing fine in some areas and totally wrong on the other. My car mechanic is a lousy cook. I don't care if he's good at cooking or not. I want him to fix a car. So people have different skills and different abilities. And so uh, the Bible couldn't be more clear about the age of the earth. And I, I would I would differ, though, when you said most apologists believe it's old. I don't know how you could how you could demonstrate such a thing. There are many, many thousands of, of very qualified scientists and apologists and Bible believers who say, no, the Bible says about 6,000. 
I don't put an exact date on it and say that creation was 4004 BC, October 23rd at two in the afternoon. I don't think you can get that close from scripture, but it's about, about 6,000, I'd say plus or minus 10, 15 years. We're pretty close. So I, I don't know that most do, but the only reason anybody would is they haven't really studied it. They don't realize they're holding a, a, a contradictory statements in their mind. When they say they believe the Bible, then you show them Exodus 20, 11, in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. Is that true? They'll say, well, no, I guess it's not. So you don't believe the Bible. You can't have both. Somebody's wrong. Okay. So would you say someone who believes it, a Christian who believes in an old earth model would be denying the um, inerrancy or inspiration of scripture? If you believe, like, for example, that passage you cited in Exodus is, a clear pointer to the idea that God created the earth in literal six, a little six days in your beliefs. So do you think that Christian is denying uh, biblical inerrancy or inspiration or anything along those lines? Like what are they missing there uh, when they deny, uh, for example, that passage that it believes in the six right. literal days? Okay. I don't know that the deny would be kind of a strong word. They mm -hmm. just have a, a two track mind that double minded man. They don't know. They don't realize the conflict once they're faced with it and say, do you believe Exodus 20:11? Do you believe Jesus in Matthew 19:4 and Mark 10:6 when he said the creation of Adam was the beginning? Do you believe that? They have to dance around it somehow. They do mental gymnastics. Uh, many at that point say, "Wow, I guess I don't really believe that." Or, "Wow, I better change my mind." Uh, the main reason people believe the earth is billions of years old is because that's what our school system taught them for 16 years or 20 years or however long they went to school. It's ridiculous. Okay. So I'm just trying to think where I want to go here. So what do you think about the future of uh, believing in uh, 6,000-year-old, give or take, Earth? Like, for example, I'm part of a group online that's called, like, the Apologetics Youth Empire. I don't know. I just got kind of, like, involved in it. Uh, people put me in it. And there's probably about 10-ish people who are – younger working in apologetics they're either in their late teens uh early 20s one guy's in his early 30s and none of them hold to any sort of a six thousand year earth model um they may see it's possible but there's none none of them are outright defending um uh, yeah i'll just call it a younger because i think that's the easiest way to describe it for people who may not be super familiar with these topics so what do you do you think that there's gonna this some people would say that this kind of belief is almost dying in a sense so how do you look at that? I think that what's called the young earth creation position is rapidly growing. More and more people are joining saying, wow, that is what the Bible says. And that is what science indicates. It cannot be billions of years old. Just look at the population of the earth. Today, there's 7.3 billion people. Well, in the year 2000, there was only 6 billion people. You go back to 1930, there was only, what, 2 billion people. I have on my video number one, I show the population growth curve. You go back to the time of Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, there was only one quarter of one billion people in the world, 250 million. Well, now, wait a minute. If you plot the graph, you'll see it points to the population starting about 4,500 years ago when eight people got off of Noah's Ark. So the population is another scientific indicator. This earth is not billions of years old, that's for sure. If, if it was, there should have been a whole lot more people by now, and there should be trillions of skeletons in the ground we can find. And human fo finding human fossils is extremely rare. 
uh, I don't know, a few hundred or a few thousand, but there should be billions or trillions. So I think uh, as people study this, they begin to say, wow, God's word is right. So I think I think the, it's growing rapidly rather than shrinking, but it wouldn't matter. I'm going to follow the truth as I see it anyway, and I see the Bible clear on that and science very clear on that. 6,000 is plenty. You can account for everything we see, especially if you include the flood. See, the Bible says in 2 Peter 3, the scoffers in the last days will be willingly ignorant of the creation and the flood and the coming judgment of God. They're ignorant of those. That's, those are the three things we cover in my seminar. What was the creation like? What did that flood do? Where did the water come from? Where did it go? What kind of damage did it do in the process? And then what's the future hold? I wrote a whole book on the topic called Woe, W-O-E, What on Earth is About to Happen for Heaven's Sake. And you can read that on our website, drdino.com, or get order the book from there. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so do you... I feel like I asked you this question a little bit beforehand, but I'd love a little more of your thoughts on this question because I'm a little uh, unclear on what, what your stance is. So do you believe that uh, an old earth model uh, from a Christian, do you believe that it's possible? Like, do you believe that you can look at scripture as inspired and errant, um, authoritative, and at the same time hold to some sort of old earth model? Or does, does something have to, come into question here if you're going to say that, hey, the earth is old. I don't think you can hold to that model and 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 be an intelligent student of God's word. Uh, no, I think you can still be a Christian. You can believe a lot of crazy stuff and still be a Christian, but it's so contrary to scripture. The only reason, as I said, people believe it is because that's what they've been taught all their life. I mean, some countries, they teach their kids strange things, and they, they end up believing them for life and passing it on to the next generation. Just because a lot of people teach something does not make it true. Okay. Uh, so, winding down here, got a few more questions. Uh, next question is, is this, so to speak, a doctrine uh, you'll, die, you'll die on? So, if, let me give a little bit of uh, context with this question. So, for example, most Christians would say that you can't be a Christian and— deny the deity of Christ, or you can't be a Christian and deny the Trinity. Like these are things clearly stated in the Bible. And to deny those doctrines would be to deny things such as like inerrancy, inspiration, um, the authority of scripture, things along those lines. And would you put uh, this idea of like a 6,000 year creation, does that go in that same kind of category? Or is it kind of like a lesser, not necessarily less important, but kind of like something that can be interpreted differently? For example, Many uh, Christians would believe that, like, let's say, uh, the Calvinism-Arminianism debate, it doesn't go in that same category as uh, the deity of Christ or the Trinity. So, if you, if you, I hope you understand what I'm saying here. I and, do. Okay. And where do you, where do you place this uh, debate on the age of the earth in terms of interpreting and understanding the Bible? Well, if you look at a target when they're shooting target practice, you got the bullseye, and then you got the first ring out from that, and then the second ring, and then the third ring. I would put the virgin birth and the resurrection in the bullseye. You have to believe those things. I would put the 6,000-year-old uh, earth in this maybe the second or third category. It's not You don't have to believe that to go to heaven. Now, once you go to heaven, you will believe it. The Lord's going to set you down and say, you should have listened to Kent Hovind. He was right. So, uh, But no, it's, it's, not a target, it's not a bullseye issue that you have to believe it to go to heaven at all. No, not at all. Okay. Where would you put, let's say, like the deity of Christ or the Trinity? Where does this go in your uh, your target that you're uh, alluding I to? Put those, I put those in the bullseye. Okay. Because when you 
when you pray, Heavenly Father, who, who, you, who do you think you're talking to? I mean, if you're a Muslim, you might, you might, those words, you might use the same words, but be thinking of something totally different. So you're not talking about God. If you're in some pagan culture that worships a rock or a statue or a turtle or something, so when they pray, they say, God, they're thinking about talking to the turtle. No, that, that's, so the, who is God? The, the deity of, of Christ, the Trinity doctrine, and the uh, uh, immutability, the immortality of God is essential, I think. That's, that's in the bullseye. Okay. Uh, so this is my last question here, and then we'll start to kind of wrap things up. I appreciate uh, your time and your answers. Very uh, compact and very informative. Uh, so there's some Christians out there, for example, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Michael Jones from Inspiring Philosophy, who are very critical of a young, uh, a young earth um, approach to apologetics. Um, I know he's said before that he thinks that a young earth model is actually harmful for Christi Christianity because it's drawn Christian young Christians away from the faith. I know there's been Christians who would say that this whole idea of a uh, 6,000 year creation has drawn them away from the faith because they just, they don't have any way to like reconcile it with what they've learned and believe they know. So how do you respond to the criticism, criticism that a 6,000 year earth is harm harmful to Christianity? Well, whether it's harmful or not wouldn't wouldn't affect the truth of it. I mean, Christianity in general has always been persecuted and prosecuted and people have been killed because they don't like what they believe or teach. I mean, Jesus himself was crucified. So the fact that a bunch of people get angry about some doctrine has no bearing whatsoever upon what truth is. Truth is truth, regardless of who believes it or who doesn't believe it. Now, I've heard the name Michael Jones. Of course, there's probably 4,000 Michael Joneses just in Alabama. But... Uh, um, I don't, know who, I don't know who he is or what he believes, but I'll be glad to talk to him about it or debate him even on the topic. I think the Bible could not be more clear. The earth is, was created about 6,000 years ago. Those who believe in an old earth who claim to be Christians, I ask them a simple question. Did anything die before man got here? Was there death before sin? On the seventh day when God looked at the world and said, it's very good, was it very good? Or was the lion trying to kill the baby zebra? Uh, what exactly does that mean? The earth was created perfect and flawless and very good. So the big, the big uh, problem most of the young, old earth creationists have is the light from the stars. How did that light get here? They think they can measure the distance to the stars accurately. Not true. They think the speed of light's always been the same. Not true. And they think that proves the earth is billions of years old. Not true. I cover that in great detail on my video number seven, uh, question answer. Uh, so I got about 30 minutes just on the starlight question. 17 times in the Bible, it says God stretched out the heavens. Well, if you read Genesis 1, he made the earth first, and then he made the stars later. And then he stretched them out into place. So the stars could indeed be billions of light years away and still be 6,000 years old. Not a problem at all. But that's their big, big thing is the starlight. They think they're, they think they're uh, going to be made fun of by science, whatever that is, if they believe the Earth is young. Well, six thousand is not young, and six thousand is plenty to just to explain everything. Okay. Okay. Uh, inspiring. Uh, Michael Jones, I was referring to, is the YouTuber Inspiring Philosophy. Are you familiar with him? Yes, I've been on their uh, Inspiring Philosophy program. I think a couple times. I do a lot of these. I don't remember which ones, but. Um, I might have even talked to him, but I'm getting old and senile, so I, I forgot.
<laughs> uh, well, you don't look old to me at all. So but Today's the oldest I've ever been. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, we have one question that we'll go to before we start to wrap things up here from Korag Night Wolf. Uh, this is kind of an unrelated question, but it is an interesting one for you. He says, I'm not being passive aggressive, but do you agree with uh, the creationist YouTuber Nephilim Free that Neanderthals were on the ark? Well, Noah and his family were on the ark and two of each kind of animal. I don't know that we know for sure that the Neanderthals are just simply humans that are living to great age. Parts of your face never stop growing. Your eyebrow ridge will never stop growing. Before the flood came, the Bible says they lived to be 900 years old. Okay, well, they would have a bigger eyebrow ridge. And we would find, and the back of your uh, head, the occipital bun on your skull elongates. Because every time you bend over and pull your head back up, the muscles on the back and the neck you know, pull on the occipital bun. And the bone slowly over you know, dozens of years responds by getting longer and thicker. Uh, so your head elongates just by age. And so if a person could live to be four, five, six hundred or nine hundred, like the Bible says in Genesis nine, they would look like the Neanderthal. So Noah might have looked like one. I don't know. He was six hundred when he went on the boat. So I don't know what he means by Neanderthal for sure. But I think Noah and his family were the only humans on there. And there's no such thing as half human, half ape. OK. Okay, uh, so we'll start to wrap things up here. Do you have any like kind of concluding thoughts, things you want to add on to any responses, anything like that before we wrap things up here? Well, yeah, I'd like to invite everybody to come see our science center at Dinosaur Adventure Land. It's amazing. Someone gave us 140 acres just north of, Len uh, north of uh, Pensacola, Florida, 70 miles in the little town of Lenox, Alabama. And we have a science center that's based on the seven days of creation. Day one, God said, let there be light. Oh, what does that mean? Well, that means he had to make electricity, magnetism, gravity. We got all kinds of cool experiments on those things. We have a Tesla coil, a Van de Graaff generator. Uh, hello, can you guys see me? I think we lost Dr. Uh, Mr. Kent Hoven, or did you lose me? That is the million dollar question. I do not know. Uh, you guys here? Can you hear me? I um, yeah, uh, Mr. Hoven is gone. I do not know what happened, but we're starting to wrap things up there. Uh, very interesting interview from Mr. Hoven, and we'll give it a few seconds here to see if he comes back. If you're listening to a, this conversation via podcast, just know that he just kind of disappeared from the screen. I, it must have been a bad internet connection or something like that. Thank you for Roxby and Swatsway20 and Berger who have just told me that they can see me. Guess my internet connection has survived, which is okay. Great. There, there you go. go. You're back. Battery on the camera died. Sorry about that. Mm, anyway, my parting comments would be: I'd like to invite everybody to come down and see Dinosaur Adventure Land. It's a theme park, museum, science center. There are ten lakes on the property for fishing and boating, and lots of fun stuff. Uh, it's great. We have zip lines, and uh, everything has a science lesson with a spiritual application. Like Jesus would say, "Consider the lilies. Consider the sparrows." You know, there are science lessons that teach a spiritual truth also. And so we've got about 500 of those science lessons with a spiritual truth. Uh, we teach kids how to make a paper airplane go 300 feet. Blow their mind like, whoa, our record's 420 feet with a paper airplane. Anyway, come on down, visit Dinosaur Adventure Land. It's free. Uh, sun, uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. If you want to camp overnight, call our secretary, 855-BIG-DINO, and go to extension 2. We have some cabin space and motorhome hookups, and we just do everything on a donation basis. So 
we'd invite you. Our boot camp is coming up, Creation Boot Camp, July 24 to 27. If anybody wants to come for that, it's free. Uh, and come on down. You have to call ahead of time to reserve space if you want to stay uh, in one of our buildings. We're frantically trying to get more uh, cabins ready, but uh, come on down. Pay us a visit. 855-BIG-DINO, extension 2. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Kent, for your time. Uh, in case you guys are new here, this is the Here in Apologetics show. If you're listening to us to a podcast, thank you. We encourage you to subscribe however you are listening to us today. You can follow us on Twitter at AA Apologetics, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok at Here in Apologetics. I thank you all for all your time. Uh, everyone who supports it here in Apologetics, you can support us at patreon.com slash here in Apologetics. I thank you for your time. Thank you for your time, Mr. Ken Hoven. I really appreciated it. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless everyone.